You may already know that the Football Ramble have teamed up with audible.co.uk to offer you a free audiobook of your choosing when you sign up for a free one-month trial at audible.co.uk slash footballramble. So if you want Why England Lose by Simon Cooper and Stefan Szymanski, I Partridge by Alan Partridge, or The Football Men, Up Close with the Giants of the Modern Game by Simon Cooper, then sign up at audible.co.uk slash footballramble or choose from a range of about 60,000 other titles. The 30-day free trial means you can choose a free audiobook, which is yours to keep, whether or not you decide to cancel in the trial period. Go to audible.co.uk slash footballramble and sign up now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. We are back from the wonderful city of Kiev to luscious London, and uh, it's quarter-final time nearly. Mm. But before we get on to that, I would, should say that my name's Marcus, and I've got three buttes with me. Jim. Hello. Pete. Howdy. Luke. All right. All right. Now then, gents, England are through handsomely. Yes. Textbook, <laughs> draw the first game against the hardest team, win the next two, seven points, pop bang, lovely. Undefeated. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what we wanted. A clean sheet in the final game. Smashing. Is that all we can say about it? <laughs> it wasn't a classic performance, was it? Wasn't it just? <laughs> it was, wasn't it just not a classic <laughs> performance, yeah. It was the England of old, wasn't um, it? Rooney was back in body. Yeah. Um, but not quite with touch. I don't think. It, I think a lot was made of the fact that he was coming back and how hungry he was. And but the fact is, he hasn't played a lot of football, and it showed mm. quite badly actually. Yeah. Um, his goal was unmissable, and that you shouldn't let that paper over the cracks. He had a couple of other chances. He yeah, the, the f- header in the first half. I mean, yeah, it that, was, a, he scuffed it with shot, his head. He'd have smashed that, wouldn't he? He scored goals out of Man United this season. The encouraging yeah. thing from that chance was that Ashley Young delivered the type of ball that he does for Manchester United. Yeah, that's true. He, he, <coughs> it was, I suppose, a little improvement in that instance. But generally, the team were far more disjointed than we've seen them at the tournament. They, mm. they were happy to sort of let Ukraine <coughs> have possession, it seemed. There were points they were just standing off on, almost like a training drill. And, you know, we were talking you know, before about them maybe being a bit more conservative, like they were against France. Fair enough. But it was just way too far the other end. There was no cohesion. The passing was abysmal yeah the passing was was poor I think Ashley Young I mean I know he's operating within the system so I mean you could argue when he plays on that on that, on that wing he's going to be playing a little bit more within himself to keep the system, shape of the system back but a lot yeah. of the time he got he got found out in the fullback position a bit too much for me as well against yeah. players who were admittedly they're going right and soft for Ukraine play well but against better teams as, as we keep saying you, you're going to be worried about that and I, th- I think that um, really Ukraine knew they needed to win so England should have had a great chance to practice that sort of solid resolute banks of four that they, mm. they, they've sort of tried to build their foundation on but it didn't really work I thought Yarmolenko w- really found that gap between defence and midfield yeah, very well mm. and it was difficult for England to pick him up actually but it's a strange one isn't it because England you know we, we were positive about their performance against France where they looked very good like that as Sweden it was one of those crazy games, and, and we came out on top, which was showed a bit of character to come down, uh, come back from two one down. But this one's probably the most worrying game of the three. Yeah, this is. Uh, well, if you saw Germany perform like that, you'd be like, "Well, they know how to win." 
and you know yeah that's fair it's just one of those things I think um, <coughs> we're not the most exciting um, football team uh, England fans have ever seen and no. I think that's almost no. refreshing you know <laughs> I mean, you, you do make a good point there and going back to what we said earlier um, you know we played better than that against better teams so yeah. it, it, it is in there the ability to sort of step up to, the, to your opponent is, is clearly there with England I think the biggest concern is what you touched on Jim which is that <clears throat> when they had the ball they didn't use it at all well no. and mm. if you don't lose, use the ball at all well then you invite pressure onto yourself and make it <coughs> harder for yourself and Ukraine I, I think actually a lot was made of how poor England were when you should give Ukraine credit because they fought very hard they worked yeah. extremely hard actually and, and there was a home game for them and they and it was expected to be expected they would be good and they were good and I don't think a, a lot of it was made that England weren't very good but it was actually a lot of it was Ukraine were decent yeah, yeah they, they fashioned chances they harried and hassled they had a lion's share position they had more shots more corners all that sort of stuff a lot mm. of their shots are outside the box though yeah. I think that's what that's we're true. forgetting that's you know, a hallmark of the system England would have played though, mm. right inviting them on and I, I, I just think against I'm not, I'm not saying I'd have preferred to play Spain in the quarterfinal because I wouldn't but against Spain you sort of know what you're going to get against Italy mm. they've changed formation throughout the tournament they've flicked back to a, to a sort of 4-4-2 four, four, diamond against Ireland mm. when they'd played three at the back before it's hard to know what you're going to get with them yeah. and that made might find it hard do you not think Marcus if they came on to us we'd be a lot better true yeah I mean, we'll talk about the yeah. quarterfinals in a minute we've got to talk uh, a few things um, the disallowed goal one of them yeah it was offside. <laughs> it was. It, it, it's strange how it was mentioned on Match of the Day, but I've not really seen it in many newspapers and things. Um, it's, it's all about the controversy over, um, the, the, you know, uh, goal line technology. I think people people want to use it to beat that drum with, really. Yeah. Um, but it shouldn't have shouldn't have counted. He was clearly offside in the build up to it. If the goal, if it had been given a goal, England would have massively moved. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We would have we would have been just apoplectic. Yeah. Special, special credit for John Terry because although everyone thought it was his mistake in the first place, getting caught under the ball, well, it, it was absolutely rubbish. He yeah. played the offside trap perfectly. Mm. And he still managed to get back, even with his lack of pace, <laughs> and almost clear it off the line. Okay, <laughs> the, the replay showed it was slightly behind the line, but it wasn't. It wasn't clear as day. It wasn't like no. Lampard against Germany. It wasn't, well, it, it, no, no, he, he did. He did enough to confuse the officials yeah. and not give it. Yeah, yeah. No, he did well, did Terry. I mean, it, it, it was a shame though that England, because of that disallowal, it does. It takes the, the gloss if there were if there any if there any was any gloss that, of the performance that, that going through. But I think. Steven Gerrard certainly performed well and that was one of the positives mm. England could take he's, he's, been, he's been England's best players he really has hasn't he yeah. he's mm. really sort of um, continued the, the last couple of games of uh, Liverpool uh, he's sort of taken that into the, into the tournament I think it was a few too many sort of lofted balls um, up to uh, the strikers when you know Rooney's not the biggest player in the world mm. although he can hold a ball up and he was compl- and as we said before he was completely off the piss is it not indicative of how we're going to play in the future um, that he brings off, uh, he doesn't bring off Rooney to bring on Carroll. Yeah. Which I thought was that ju- him just trying to give um, Rooney a little bit more time on the pitch. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I, I think yeah. it's also that just Rooney is effective in that hole. He, c- he can be a provider as well as a, a as a oh, goal when, scorer. When so he's I, I, I would I would agree with Hodgson and keep him Rooney. Welbeck looked knackered as well. Yeah. Mm. Welbeck worked very hard. They, England were a lot better in the second second half. I thought yeah, Welbeck was good. What you got is you got two types of sort of. Sort of tiredness, really. You've got the tiredness of really not playing matches, and you've got the tiredness of well, playing too many matches. Mm, yeah. so it depends. And Rooney probably, as you said, Rooney probably needs the game, game time more. I mean, it's, it's 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 reasonable to suggest that he would have, will improve against Italy because mm. he's got ninety minutes under his belt, and he's not he's not done that for a long time. If you go back to the last time he's played a genuinely really com- competitive tournament match for England, it'd be years ago, and he was, mm. you know he was dreadful then. So he's got a score to settle. As and well. and again, we're bringing on attacking players. We're not just sort of going yeah. right. We've got the one 0 Let's yeah. shut up shop. We brought on uh, Walcott. Yeah, I, quite like the, I quite like the idea of, of playing those sort of more conservative players 
I mean, Young's not that conservative, but he's got a lot more yeah. diligence about him. Mm -hmm. And then you switch it out and put sort of pressing, yeah. flying wingers on our. And, and England actually yeah. c probably should have had a second. They found themselves in in, in good positions. Uh, that's was that when Rooney was like one on one effectively, but he just slowed up. Yeah, yeah he, he just, just couldn't he just do it. Didn't but, have the pace. Well, that was because Ukraine had obviously come out to attack a bit more. But um, but England found themselves a couple of times, and and again, it, I think Oxley Chamberlain had the ball. He did it. And yeah. I just thought, you're 18, you've it, got yeah. pace, yeah. smash it past that defender and belt. Yeah. And there's no way, what, even if it was in the first minute of the game, but certainly not in the 87th minute or whatever it was, that that defender is going to be able to keep up with no. you. And, and Hudson really needs to say that to him because yeah. because that that's the difference perhaps between going through and, and not. You know, the bottom line is, is that not bad practice though to tell a young player to do that to just rely on his pace that much. He not, needs to not learn. really. Not, not the last ten minutes of effectively a knockout. Well, yeah, but that, that would have got him through it on goal. Yeah, it's not it's not <clears> doing it every time. If he's in, <clears> if he's got a chance to get on goal, the fact of the matter is at top level football you don't get that fast defenders. You get mm. fast fullbacks and you get some players who are deceptively fast for defenders like um, Distan or, yeah. or to use English examples like um, someone like William Gallas who played in the Premier League yeah. quite because the fact of the matter is when you um, when you develop players the, the fastest ones go out wide yeah. you go out mm -hmm. front so you're always going to get strikers or players who are faster than defenders yeah, yeah, so yeah. Use, uh, take advantage of that especially as you've said Marcus when he's been playing 80 minutes at defender anyway he's not the best defender in the tournament or anything mm. bang it past him you, I'm, I'm you not saying you should do it all the time but you should definitely do it in that position yeah. you do get the feeling that if he'd had the chance to do that against someone like Sweden where their defenders are noticeably quite slow yeah. you'd think that would, would give him a little bit more confidence to yeah. do that but maybe you know he's, he's stuck. there's a lot at stake with this match really they needed the draw and uh, perhaps he just wasn't sure about um, you know yeah very true possibly very true. losing the ball very true indeed um, Andrei Shevchenko has announced his retirement from international football 48 goals and 111 appearances for mm. Ukraine it's obviously that. very um It'll be gutted that they went out, but it's it's great that they had that first game. They it had is. those moments where he, you know, he, he did the business. Yeah. It, it, it was almost a shame for them that it was the first game because, like we said, when they came into the France game, they, their heads were perhaps already into the second round, mm. you know. And so the, the bitter disappointment of, um, of of losing to England and, and they're out. But the coach mm. took it well, didn't he? Luke? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's he's, he's, class, he's a class act, isn't he? What did he yeah. do to the journalists? Well, I can't remember the exact sort of um, context of the question, but it wasn't it something about I asked him something about. He didn't like very much, and he said, "Oh, well, why don't we step outside then?" And the guy was like, "Well, yeah." I think, just, yeah. I think he just <laughs> asked him. He basically asked him if um, it was his fault, wasn't he? That if he should shoulder any blame for their exit, and uh, he just he said, "I think it was. Um, you should respect that I've played football. You should respect my ability. Oh, Maybe one, we should come out and I'll rip your throat out." <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a long most time legendary ago. Ukrainian players, you know, ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does with their respect, but when he comes out with stupid. Bigoted sound bites and and, yeah. and and comes across as defensive. Well, I understand that he feels hard done by because of the decision that they didn't get. Which again, I, I imagine he probably doesn't know it was offside or he didn't know at yeah. the time. So I understand his frustration. But he seemed to be quite genial with Hodgson after the game. They shook hands and yeah. had a little hug, and he, you know it seemed like he was wishing them all the best. So on that level, he was okay. But I think that was a classless thing to do, actually. Yeah. Well, let's talk about England, Italy then. Um, I mean, I, I'm happier that, that England are playing Italy because I think Spain would murder England. I really do. Mm. I mean, you, we can see how England give the ball away so much. Yeah, we just it's, never get. I it mean, back. Spain would probably have a, at least seventy percent. It's, it's got to the point with Spain where we I didn't watch the Spain-Croatia game in, live because we watched an Italy Island game. Yeah. But I was told by a couple of um, people that Spain or Spain weren't that good and Modric was decent 72% possession they had <laughs> is, that, is that what it's come down to? 72% possession is not very good <laughs> mind you England probably do better without the ball yeah that's true <laughs> but England Italy Jim yeah I, I've said this earlier I'm just putting this out here early I can see um, 
Mario Balotelli getting sent off in that game yep. and England still not winning. I think that'll be the big ah oh, what the Do you think he'll start big missed opportunity thing. I think against England he will. Yeah, because yeah. you know Balotelli will have so much to prove against against the country. You know the watching country. Is that the guy who won yeah, the league with Man City? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. He gets a lot of stick, doesn't <laughs> yeah. he? So he'll want to. He'll want to. You know. It want to be there. It want to make the most of this opportunity. His celebration if he scored would be absolutely would postal. Be, yeah. he, he almost went, he almost got himself blooming in trouble with the coach when he scored against Ireland. That was he a yeah. he had to put his hand over his mouth. But he was it. still going even with a hand over his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> no, yeah. But if he was that it furious, would he have gone? Would he have gone for English? Because it was explained that oh, I didn't know what he was shouting in English. But it's like, would he have gone for English as nah. his first sort of like nah, explosion of? It was directed at the coach, wasn't it? For not starting, for not starting. But England Italy is an intriguing match because it's not a classic. Italy team Chiellini's injured so I mean that's a huge loss for them yeah I mean <laughs> mind you we could do sort of do a someone out defending they did against uh, Croatia, Croatia yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ball. but no he's a good player yeah um, so I, I just think you know England England do have a chance there you know, it's, England it's, do have a chance and I think uh, but the way they've been playing in, in the well, tournament I don't know you've well you cast your minds back to previous tournaments where England have, have coughed and spluttered their way to semi-finals and Euro mm. 96 and, and World Cup 90 I hate to go on about these things but but it is true you know in England it's true there is a huge pattern of coughing and spluttering going on here well, exactly. and, it, and it just turning out alright yeah. and, and will the counter-attack work against a, a back three if they are going to go with a back three at least so it's mm. kind of like that, that, that I'd quite like to see us really sort of go for pace because uh, they're, they're, yeah. they're under demand at the back I don't think know. they will go for a back three against us. I think they'll maybe more they'll line so up more, more against they did against Ireland with like a four four two kind of with it's a diamond. diamond. There's a lot mm. of intriguing battles. One of them was what you just touched on was Bayatelli. He'll be facing up against Lescott, who plays again mm. plays with every week. Yeah. Lescott's had a few hairy moments, hasn't he? Yeah, he particularly I think he was Sweden. decent. I think he's Sweden okay. made a few. I have to say, I think John Terry's been very good. Yeah, yeah, right. of course yeah. he has. He's, he's and, and obviously he's, been outstanding. Well, and he's um, justified his, his selection. Absolutely right. But um, the, the big battle for me is. Um, Pirlo, I mean, and if, Rooney. if, if Pirlo mm. and Rooney, if, if 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 England are as bad in possession, Pirlo will have a field day. Yeah, yeah he will up, yeah. run the show, the yeah. whole show. Yeah, and but but Rooney can do that job. Rooney actually was one of the very few Manchester United players who played well in the Champions League final against Barcelona, where they lost three one. But he he did a good job on Busquets. Yeah. Now yeah. I know you say, well, Barcelona still had a lot of it, but actually that the Rooney did quite well there, so he can he can do that. There's pl- there's pluses and negatives about that. That's that's true. Um, Busquets they play the similar sort of position on the field but Busquets is much more like the short slap passing yeah. Yeah. which is probably a lot easier to close mm. uh, but Rooney has got the energy to, to take on Pirlo Pirlo's yeah. not the most energetic of players he yeah. gets up and down occasionally but it's all about his passing range mm. yeah. and Rooney is tireless you know if he's got another 90 minutes under his belt he'll be tireless against Pirlo he could the, the only problem is getting the balance between snubbing him out mm-hmm. but also making himself available for the ball and using yeah. right. which is going to be very very difficult mm. it could be as well if Prandelli goes with a back three and uh De Rossi as a libero again it'll be De Rossi and Rooney having a little tussle well that's so. true well yeah I mean that's certainly something to consider I mean if Italy I mean they used the flanks well against Spain when they were playing the wing backs yes they did actually. but you'd imagine England in fact they, they opened the game up against Spain in a way that very few teams have managed to do they only right. got the draw but they, they, they well, looked like they it was back. exceptional that game. but you can imagine right. that if, if, if England if they do try and do that down the flanks England are okay I mean they do kind of double up with the full back and, and, the, and the flanker we can't. I mean, Milner was exhausted again after like about mm. sixty minutes. Hodgson loves Milner, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I thought. Yeah. I thought. Do you know what I thought? He may not start him against uh, Ukraine because he looks tired, and he, yeah, and he yeah. had to come off because he was tired. Now I know he had to come off for, for a tactical reason as well, but he was knackered. But you got to remember, yeah, he not, loves him. But he's not been starting for City as, no, they, as, yeah. the, as the season. Um, mm. you Absolutely. Know. Then he should finish. be full of energy, Marcus. <laughs> and he's also plays. He's also plays a slightly different position for City when he plays. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think it's definitely a game against England. Italy will be a game that is decided right through the middle. Yeah, mm. definitely through the middle because it, you know, generally speaking, it'll be a midfield battle in that mm. sort of game. And Italy don't tend to. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but Italy don't tend to cross the ball very much. No. So they're not going to. They're not going to be attacking on the flanks. I don't think. And I don't think they'll play uh, a three at the back. I think they'll play a four, as you've said, because I think they've seen Yarmolenko get between the lines very well. Yeah. And and I think PLO and sort of people. Midfield sort of players a little bit further forward could easily do that. Well, he try and get Motta in there or Montalivo. Well, Sergio Motta's played play behind the strike in the um, yeah. in the diamond formation, so he could probably do it as well. I don't know, I don't know if Sergio Motta's that that decent, but I mean, no. it's decent enough. Mm. Well, we shall we shall see. Time to start practicing penalties. Yeah. Well, they should have been doing that. Sergio Motta is a Brazilian, so he shouldn't be able to play anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a little caveat there. Uh, we, in Group D, though, we can't uh, gloss over Sweden beating France. Oh, hell no. Zlatan delivered for us. Didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he? What a goal. Favourite. What a goal. Brilliant goal. Pressure's yes. off. They're already out. It's such yeah. a shame, it's actually. Only that, it's such yeah. a shame Sweden haven't gone through because Zlatan's been brilliant, yes, I yeah. think, in this tournament. He's got his two goals. Uh, and what a goal it was, Pete. It was. Just came into him and, uh, yeah, just full full stretch. And he's a long man, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Very long man. Good technique. Yeah. It's, somehow, it's, it's interesting how he makes it look so sort of like cultured to do that. When he's a similar build to sort of like Peter Crouch, he makes yeah. it look just weird. <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was another sort of karate goal from Zlatan, wasn't it? He's using his honorary black belt again yeah. there to score goals. I love, it? I love it when he scored, he just went, this is my holiday, bitches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's uh, not really so. <laughs> I didn't say I was going to France on holiday. I said I was going to town on France on holiday. <laughs> the, the he didn't necessarily need to take it like that. He probably could have taken it, you know, standing upright as well. It's, it's interesting. I find it interesting that Sweden have beaten France for the first time yeah. in forty odd years, yeah. and France were unbeaten in twenty four games. When the pressure was on France, they yeah. sort of knew what that to do. They knew that to better England's up to win the to win yeah. the group, which which is um, the first time I'd argue they had a real pressure in this tournament. Um, mm. And they bottled it a little bit. They they, did. I thought they were poor. Well, now they've given themselves an absolute mountain to climb. Yeah, I, I think I think that they had chances. They had shots. A lot of them were long ranges. They had a little flurry later on when Jury Jir- came on. But other than that, I mean, Sweden killed the game two 0 Obviously, well, I mean, you look at the England game. England and France both knew what England were going to do. You know, yeah. And um, we'd hope England would. And, uh, <laughs> and and France are sort of said to themselves right we're going to have a lot of the ball etc etc and France looked the more likely to win it if anybody was going to but they never they, they never got through against Ukraine they, they did pretty well but like we said there was a big air um, certainly amongst the supporters um, and I'm just reading a few quotes from some of the players that they perhaps had their mind on, on the next phase already mm. uh, the weather you know can have funny effects I know it's the same for both teams but you never know and, 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 and so they won that game and as you say they've come into the third game and They've really dropped a bollock, haven't they? Because they, they, I mean, that's a game they should have won. And they're missing Mexes um, for the game against Spain. He'll be a big loss because I know yeah. that he, I know that he's not a perfect f- footballer. But the thing about Mexes is he's an absolute athlete, and yeah. they're not going to have the ball against Spain. They'll need him. Speaking of absolute athlete, um, a tweet here from at Sammy Leonardson says Mexes looks like Mickey Rourke in the Wrestler. Yeah, he does a little bit, like a yeah, younger version, yeah. like a, yeah. a younger, less beat up version. Yeah. I don't think Mexes would be happy with that comparison, but I can see where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, we still have to draft in, probably have to draft in Koscielny. I'm sorry, Rami. Well, Koscielny would be fine, though, wouldn't he? Well, yeah. well has been solid the last um, end of the season. He's also a very, very mobile player and very fit. So, yeah, he'll, he'll be... be... He'll be serving as dodgy, uh, you know... He might have a glow in him. Start of uh, next season. <laughs> the, only, the only thing I will say is I agree, agree that Koscielny's improved immensely and, and he is a good player, um, but he's very inexperienced at his national level. Yeah. And he got a few caps. And he, he's up against the toughest, you know... 
Keep it up against no strikers, which is very difficult for defenders to yeah. face. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> no one knows who's picking who up. It that's is hard, though. It really is. But I think that's why Spain do it, don't they? And then suddenly mm. everyone bombs on. They're like, oh my goodness, here they come. <laughs> and then when you think you've got this sauce, they'll bring Torres. It'll be a striker or something. Mm, Actually, yeah. I think he might stri- I think he might start with. A yeah, I think he will start with Torres. Yeah. Hmm. Torres. Lorente's got Lorente's to be gutted that he hasn't touched. Lorente's basically yeah. done something to annoy him. Yeah. Lorente has basically spent the flight on the way over there, sat next to him, fell asleep, dribbled on him, and took yeah. his armrest. And dealt <laughs> no, with I, I, I reckon kicking the back of his seat, kicking the back of his seat, all, all flight. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps deliberately mistaking him from Rene from, from Alain Alain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, that, that, and that really cuts more because they're playing France. <laughs> he doesn't want it to get out. Um, uh, Spain did beat Croatia one nil, um, and unfortunately the Croatians are out. Navas with a, a late winner, but Croatia mm. belted had, that in, didn't they? Had a chance, uh, yeah. nil nil, a good chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, free it, header. It is extraordinary. Rakitic had that chance uh, I think it was yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't remember and Rakitic header and he, and he yeah. that's right. but he knew yeah. didn't he you could see the look on his face he was just like oh I haven't done that have I that oh, was it that oh. was the yeah. uh, taking his uh, all his clothes off pretty much did he? Oh, wearing, a, wearing a vest underneath uh, his shirt as well really yeah. it's always important to do that when it's 30 degrees I would have put my tie around my head <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a shame that um, the Croatians never went through because they've, they've been pretty good I was interested in it they have been yeah and I think that um, as we touched on earlier they, they didn't play too badly Modric was decent mm. and I thought I never you know, I love the way never smashed it in from the goal yeah. line. That was mm. cool. And the, the manager have left Passion. has left um, the club, or rather the, um, the, the going, going to the team, in, uh, yeah. in a better state than he found it. So, oh, yeah. So. yeah, I think he's been good for them. Yeah. I think you know, eventually he will come to England. Uh, he said he will, but he's off to Lokomotiv. You know, good luck to him. Mm. I was interested in his comment uh, comments about Spain after the game. Did you see those? Where he mm. said. Okay, Spain won. Yeah, they beat us. Blah blah. But he said that he wondered whether they had the hunger and the penetration he to, did, to yeah. really do it at the highest level. Mm. Which is interesting. It's something we touched on before the tournament started. The sort of possession versus penetration sort of debate. Whether they can really penetrate against better teams, Spain, and whether they've got the hunger to do so. And Del, it'll be a big test for Del Bosque if he can get the penetration through the defensive I, lines. And personally, win. I think they will do. I mean, we've been out there. You know what the atmosphere is like. It's everything. The world. It revolves around it when you're out there. I don't see how you could possibly not have that hunger for it. But if you've already uh, won so, it. And this, yeah, but there's players in there that haven't won it, and yeah, you know, there there's are, players yeah. that are playing in this first team now that haven't featured as much in the wins as well. They're all going to. They want, want, they want a slice of it. the Spain success pie. What a pie it is, Pete. A very tasty <laughs> pie, isn't mm. it? Full of jellied beef. Full of loads of different things. It's a tapas pie. <laughs> Full of pig fats. Ukrainian pig fats. Salted nice lard. Salo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a delicacy out there. Um, the Croatian FA have been fined £65,000 for their fans' uh, racist behaviour. Uh, if you think that's a big fine, Nicholas Bentner fined £80,000 for um, having branded underwear. Was yeah. it €100,000? €100,000. Because impinging on some sort of advertising right by UEFA mm. is far worse. And he got it? a game banned, didn't he? Yeah. He did get a game which, which is, And that is the key point. Yeah. The key mm. point is, no point fining FAs and players because you're not going to invoke a fine long, large enough to affect them. Ban them for football matches. Free the Paddy Power 1. No, if you... If you <laughs> If, if, seriously though, if if the um, if the if the UEFA or FIFA or the FA, whoever it was, said, if your fans um, racially abuse a player anymore, mm. and it's your fan get you doing so, you're out of the next qualification process. Or just suspended points fine. Why yeah, is that no, only no. happen to Russia? That should be happening to everyone that does that. Well, that but that was for the um, that was for the no, violence, for, not right. for racism. Well, that is, the same thing should apply. It should be a suspended points deduction, and if you do it again. 
but they're, they're filing in money because they think it's the everyone wins because they know the, the, the victims not, sorry they know the, the, the guilty parties can afford to pay it mm. and they know they can't ban them for games or knock them out of qualification processes or tournaments because they can't afford to lose the money from them so if you've got a big team yeah. like um, okay Croatia aren't massive but they're a, bit, they're a mm. decent player mm. if you ban Croatia you'll lose all the revenue that comes from that but you're not banning them you're just no. hindering them so then the inter- take, yeah, it's in the interest of the fans time, to yeah. stop doing this yeah. thing in the first place it's a place. sort of inertia sort of thing if you get three points every time something like this happens things have to change the Croatian FA being fine for their fans being racist is, is actually quite an abstract application for it it doesn't affect the people that are guilty in the first place well, I think there's no effect on them well, at all no, but yeah. it, it, it will do because I think the Croatian FA then have to step up and make um, you know, do do the Croatian FA run anti-racist campaigns in Croatia? Do they do things like that? You know, the FA and just they'll, 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 they'll be doing flags. that already. I think just cut out, cut out well, that middleman. Well, okay, but the FA in this country, you know, when we went to the airport, our passports were checked by policemen to make sure we weren't, you know, um, known for hooligans. I don't know how Luke slipped through the net, yeah. but he did. Okay, and, uh, the fake passports. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. But you know, the the, um, the FA have done a lot in the, in this country, and and and, and our fans. Um, I mean, there's still room for improvement but they're a lot better there's a number of reasons for that but the FA have made a lot of effort to try and do that are other FAs doing that as much you know I don't don't know I'm not not saying we're better I'm not saying that they're worse but I'm saying but I think that the points thing I think is maybe a touch harsh because you know if England fans if a group of moronic England fans kicked off we'd say well that's not fair to, to dock the players three points and that cost us a place in the next day it's a suspended like that. deduction but that's, the, but that's irrelevant the suspension part of it is saying that it's not as serious and if you do it again you will get that sp- suspension hmm. the, the penalty point but the, the, I think that levels it up it makes it less harsh but, but it, it just, needs, no, but it needs no, joined up thinking the joined up thinking needs to be that the FA the players the fans are all connected together mm. so you need to have joined up thinking how you tackle it yeah. which is basically like as you guys have touched on you need to following I think England have done a, de- a decent job actually yeah. mm. in, in stopping their hooliganism and, but and making it, well, make it a lot worse right but the, but the point uh, make it a lot better sorry but the, the point to make is if you're, if you're going to fine or suspend or do these different things it's not a joined up punishment the joined up punishment should be to persuade the FAs respective FAs to stop the fans travelling and if they can't do that they need to hit them where it hurts the most mm. and it doesn't hit them hard enough in the pocket because they can afford to pay it mm. and, and that is why it seems to me a, a UEFA are doing a get out of jail free sort of thing. Mm. The same with the Russian points thing. If you want to touch on that, as we know, it's increasing to twenty four teams next season. Uh, sorry, next uh, tournament. So it'll be a lot easier for Russia to qualify anyway. They still would have qualified with the points deduction. So it's it's, it's a massive red herring. The punishments they're dishing out. It's it's not good enough. But I, I don't know if that's necessarily true because what's true for Russia isn't necessarily true for Croatia or for other sides. I just think you know we talk, we touched on England and the way they dealt with hooliganism and racism and it's an ongoing battle. But it's a battle that's been going for decades mm. where it, and that isn't necessarily the case that's right. for a lot of these other teams so I think they need to be brought up to speed in, in whatever way they can I think you're right the, f- the fines have to be higher if they're going to do fines at all but I think the, sus- the points deduction suspended I think it's a good way to go it's, forward it's just uh, the arbitrary it, figures that's the thing the, 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 yeah. they don't seem to have any rhyme or reason there's no sort of chalkboard menu system on the wall saying right if you do this we're going to um, you know yeah. we're going to take this amount of money if it, it's just like four grand here five yeah. euros five thousand euros here yeah. it's just the, the, the whole sort of it's not really explained 
explained and if I think we knew a little bit more about the yeah. you know the judicial process when it comes to yeah. uh, racism and UEFA well, would it, would we'd it sort of understand more transparency more. Yeah. has no one sat down and thought about what the message it sends out when they, when they find Bentner more for, for that but I think with something like that the, the, the sort of contracts that they will draw with their um, commercial partners will be more watertight and more uh, thoughtful uh, than I've what the, than, than what they're talking about with with racism because that's something that can flare up the time but if you're going to McDonald's and start saying well you're, you're going to give us um, I don't know, 50 million quid for the mm. next 20 years or something to sponsor uh, the UEFA uh, Euros um, you know th- th- they're going to have a real think about that and this is but racism's such a sort of weird thing where it springs up it goes quiet for a couple yeah. of years then you know some some t- Hit, throws a banana on the field you know it's so it's hard to um, draw up rules for that sort of thing yeah. but there need to be rules somebody needs to do it and, and it needs to be um, everybody needs to know precisely what you know what, what is it for grabs if, if, it, if yeah. they do it again after you know I mean this has happened before as well they've given out tiny fines for racism and ridiculous fines for other things so it's surely someone someone at UEFA has got to sit down and go hang on this this is such a terrible message this makes it look like we're not taking it seriously even though we're constantly making noises to show that we are taking it seriously you know, Surely yeah, they do ask about faces, but they really about how much they care about but it. They're not the, proving it. Yeah, yeah. The risk of sounding a bit controversial. Do they perhaps not? Are they not that bothered? Talk by is it? I mean, cheap. Talk is cheap. Exactly. Well, yeah. well, I mean, let's not be silly here. You know, people. I don't know which nationalities are in um, make up the big wigs at UEFA. Obviously, we know Platini's French, but some countries, as you say, Jim, are not as far down this this line with with, with dealing with mm. racism as and others. Perhaps. Don't, perhaps they don't see the damage it does. Exactly. If, if, if you understand a, that, well, if you're if you're in a country um, where there are hardly any ethnic minorities, you know the whole sort of racism issue might not even occur to you yeah. that much because yeah. it's just not. A, you might see it as people being oversensitive. Exactly. Because or, or, you've had no experience, yeah. as I say, of the damage but it does. The, the, the joint not thinking comes from what I'm, what, I'm sure what I was trying to say earlier was. Marcus, it comes from what you touched on. If you find the FA, it doesn't affect anyone. It doesn't affect the players. It doesn't affect the fans. There's therefore no motivation for either sets of people there to do anything about it. Mm. If you if you hit them with bans mm-hmm. and say, right, that's it, you can't play in the qualification process for Euro 2016 yeah. now, then the players go, well, that's a bit annoying because now I can't play on the international stage mm. because of those fans. And all of a sudden, they're much more open to the idea of supporting a fight against racism. That's right. And the fans who are reasonable are going, well, we can't go and watch them now because of you lot, and they turn on them as well and all of a sudden you stamp them out in a linked up way by by actually showing it's not acceptable mm-hmm. and the re- and okay the motivation for not being racist is obviously different to that the motivation for not being racist is to be a decent person but the, the fact of the matter is you need to hit people where it actually hurts and there's so much money in football you're not it's not going to work and, and it, the way it, it'll work is if you find the, the fans who are actually doing it yeah. which obviously is which very which is the difficult. hardest thing to do yeah. and it, it's, it's almost a form of racism that we sit here we've not had a hooliganism problem for quite some time we've not had that as much racist, racism uh, as we have done in the past in the 80s in the 70s and we can sit here and go, aren't we bloody brilliant? Those crazy Russians with their races. We'll still accept bloody Paolo Di Canio um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're in, in the country because he's lovable and he's yeah. like, you know, we'll still accept a, a, a mouthy uh, Uruguayan, you, you know, just ruining the national game. It's not, it, it's just another form of racism. Yeah. I was looking to yeah. the east and going, aren't they just so yeah. uncultured? Well, there was one person in Ukraine actually. God, I said. hate the Polish. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about the Suarez thing, um, which a guy we met in a bar uh, in, in Ukraine, and he, he told me that um, sort of that there wasn't much chance of seeing many new Gritos out here, and it did have a nasty tone to it. He's from Birmingham, so <laughs> there, you <go. laughs> there you are. You see, but I think we we spoke about this on the on the podcast last time that I think that the media in this country are turning the spotlight on 
potential racism that was in Ukraine and Poland with that panorama of business yeah. and whatnot, which we, we spoke about. That one Stan Collymore's just and it, not and going it, and, it, and it is to highlight the fact of, do you really want to be like that? You know, so mm. um, we did talk about that last time. So, so we're going to move on. We're going to go back to, to the football. Um, what? Uh, Football? <laughs> yeah. Oh, something we didn't mention earlier was Balotelli's goal against Ireland. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah beauty. beauty. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. We mentioned the celebration, of course. In, in we did sl- mention in the, the slow motion of it, he wasn't even looking at the ball. Yeah. <laughs> looking the other way. He wasn't looking at the goal, so. No. Knows where the goal is. Yeah. <laughs> a sign of a good An forward. An important asset for a forward. <laughs> mm. Do you know what a goal is? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, it's a very, you're in. Do you know where to get one? Yeah. yeah. That was another odd performance, wasn't it, from Italy? They very much kind of slept walk through that game. Uh, they didn't. I thought Ireland encouraging okay for England. Ireland were okay. It was Ireland's best performance. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things it's heartening for England, like you said, because you know some of the best teams are shit sometimes, yeah. and they <laughs> yeah. win. But the difference is they win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was actually delighted for Cassano as well. Um, After all the problems he's had, I know mm. he's a bit of an idiot, and he said some stupid stuff uh, last week or so. But and he is an idiot. We all know that. We've talked about it for years. <laughs> actually. But on the football level, he was left out in 2010, which yeah. I was sad about, and, and then he had the stroke, which is obviously tra- tragic. And he's come back and he's, and he's got his goal, which I'm pleased for him on the football level, definitely. Mm. But uh, Ireland, Ireland go home, of course. Um, uh, at uh, Mikey JJ says, uh, which is the best team that didn't make the quarterfinals? Croatia? Question mark. Denmark? Russia? Croatia? Croatia. No. Denmark. <laughs> Denmark's got to be in with a shout. They were yeah, wonderful at times. Denmark just, just undone by their sort of lack of defensive discipline yeah. set pieces mainly. But um, Croatia... I mean, you put Croatia in any other group, you'd fancy them. Yeah, no, I would. I would go with Croatia over Denmark. I think they would have been all Russia? Russia just bottled it towards the end, though, didn't they? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they started very well, right but uh, their, their, their first game was the only sort of really decent performance. I still couldn't believe watching that game against Greece. Oh, no. I just when Greece scored, yeah. you just thought, "What?" I thought, "That's it." Yeah. And they're not going to. You knew. swapped kits and not told me. <laughs> you could even put Croatia in Group B. And I think they had a, had a good chance of beating Portugal and Holland were dreadful. So I mean, yeah. if you put Croatia in that instead of Denmark, I reckon they'd have had a decent chance as well. well maybe in Brazil they'll they'll explode. What about Poland as well? Poland have got a decent team. Mm. Croatia are stronger than the Poles. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, but in the quarterfinal lineup is uh, Czech Republic versus Portugal in the first match. Portugal winners. Would we see? Yeah, I think so. But we have lots of people underestimated the Czech Republic in their group. So yeah, know, exactly. Portugal have been brilliant. I've been, I have been quite impressed with Portugal, which I said before. Yeah. I fancy the Portuguese. Yeah, I think, I think it's more on the last match is uh, Ronaldo's performance and how he's, mm. uh, he took the game with, by the scruff of the neck. If he can keep that up, he'll then, ha- um, he's got more than enough quality to get to find space for himself. I guess he's twenty-seven now. He's you know coming to his peak. Is he he's, really? Yeah, he's gonna. You know, he needs to make a splash in the international tournament. So mm. people go, no, he didn't do it for Portugal. He'll be aware of that. Hmm. Yeah, one day he'll be an old man. No, no. no. I wouldn't. I, I, I genuinely wouldn't write off the check. I, I think they got a check. Oh, they are like the perennial dark horse. Yeah, but um, I, th- I, I, th- I think it will be tight. No, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. Move on to the next one. <laughs> we don't know. No, what we're to be honest, I think I just don't think they've got enough to stop the firepower that Portugal have. Mm. Postiga and Postiga <laughs> against Denmark. Yeah. Um, uh, Germany v Greece. Big game, Germany and Greece at the opposite ends of the financial spectrum they should, in Europe. Yeah. They should basically say, if Greece win that game, they get to stay in the Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. they want to stay in the Europe? No, I'm not really sure. You get to swap countries. Nobody <laughs> wants to stay in Everybody Europe. Everybody has to move. <laughs> at least four countries are leaving the Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Germany should have more than enough to see them off, actually. Yeah. Mm. Just vote for them, goal austerity so measures. Uh, yeah. 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 Like, what, the wait. same way the Russians did? Yeah. I'm well, just, well, saying, Ger- just saying. Well, I'll, I'll counter that by saying Germany are much better than Russians. <laughs> <laughs> 
I th- that will Greece are going to try and grind it out though. Aren't they? That probably won't be. Um, again, this might be, not be the game where we see the German flair we're all uh, expecting because I don't know if Greece will allow that. But um, imagine, imagine. I'll tell you what. You know, you said about the typical England thing will be bad. Tell you, get sent off. We still lose. Mm. I bet you. Greece knocked Germany out and we still don't go through against them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be like that. Yeah! yeah. Oh. yeah. Greece swarm though, I just can't say, I just, Germany's just a little bit more organised for me. There's, there's no way that, um, that Germany will go through. Yeah, of course they will. Germany haven't really got out of the second or third gear. Yeah, yeah. They and, they, and they've got nine points, yeah. and I, I know that's impressive. <laughs> but, you know. Nine points, Marcus. Mm. You saying you fancy Greece? There's a little rice smile on my face. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Devil's advocate. <laughs> um, Spain, France. Tasty. I, yeah, that's gonna. That should be a real highlight because uh, I can't imagine France um, parking Le Bus. Um So that, that that's going to be a thrilling one, I think. I think it will be a thrilling one purely because France will have a rocket out their ass after that Sweden. Yeah, absolutely. And they'll be bang up for it. And then I think France would absolutely fly into Spain to try and uh, unsettle them. Yeah, mm. ribbery. I, th- I think yeah. Mexico. Nazari, Benzema. Yeah. They need big performances. Mexico's missing his key because he's so athletic. It, yeah, it is. Um, I, mean, I don't see the lack of hunger with Spain being a problem, personally. I think that the coach will, if he indeed needs to, drum it into them and say, if we win this tournament, we'll probably go in the history books as the best team of all time. Mm. Yeah. Now let's get a bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, no one's ever done three, have they? So. No, that's right. That's, that's it. Is it. El Maka, Stephen Manaman said that before the tournament. It's becoming sort of. Um, Sort of vaguely familiar as well. You, you, these stats that come out. This, I mean, you could argue Iniesta's been certainly one of the best players of the tournament. I saw a stat today that says Xavi's had the most touches of any player. It's, it's just typical. It's, yeah. just, like, it's, <laughs> it's just normal, isn't it? Yeah, and, and they make it. They make it such a habit. This sort of football and the yeah. way they play. And then, and like I said to you earlier, they apparently weren't that great against Croatia, but had seventy-two percent of the yeah. ball. We're almost fatigued. Stat yeah, fatigue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very base level, France have got to go and get the ball. They've got to mm-hmm. go and get it. And, and, that, and that might be that, and pu- pulling themselves out of shape by trying to go and get the ball, knowing it's a knockout game, yeah. means they'll probably get undone. Here's a stat I saw uh, earlier uh, on Opta Joe's Twitter feed: two teams have um, not caught anybody offside in uh, in the group stages: Greece and England. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Just? But only because that John Terry should have done, but that, uh, yeah, that still exactly. would have been one. Yeah, yeah that's true. Which yeah. shows you just how deep the yeah. defence lies, yeah. you know. And obviously, we know all about the Greeks. So. Mm. There you go. Uh, Getting behind them, Germany and Italy yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, England, Italy, uh, we talked about. Come on, let's have a prediction. Who, who do you think, Jim? Um, Big breath. I, I think it will be tight, but I think Italy will take it. Mm. I think uh, I, I think it will be I think it will be a glorious defeat as England haven't done for a while but yeah. do do so well. I kind of look forward to that actually. Still I've missed it. Glorious defeat. Still no nil nils. England Italy will yeah. be a nil nil. Standard. I said that about England Sweden, but he ended up with five goals. Yeah, I, the, yeah the, the five penalties will be nil nil at the end as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd go for, I'd go for a, a one all then extra time. Maybe England to inch it a little bit on fitness. Possibly. Big Andy Carroll to nod the winner. <laughs> I, I, I actually think, you know, and I'm putting the, I'm putting on, the old sticks on this, that Italy will easily win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I actually think England, I think, I, as I said before, that is a pick'em game. Against yeah. Croatia or Italy, it's a 50-50 game. Yeah. You'll get beaten by Spain, no problem, but against Italy, they've got a decent chance. Uh, however, you know, it, it looks like they'll face Germany in the semis anyway. So. It's a really interesting tie, because we haven't faced Italy much in um, mm. uh, actual competitions. I think Euro 80 was the last time we well, played the yeah, after well, tournament. Uh, 1990, but it was a third place player. Yeah, yeah. Which, and know. we played them at uh, the famous game in qualification in yeah. Rome. We during the nil. That's the last time I can remember them playing. Well, that, not at a tournament, though. I don't know what you're yeah. saying. We, we don't really have that sort of 
history against no. them that we, that we tend to against but it's funny how countries have that yeah. countries seem to play the same countries a lot of the time yeah. you know it was one with the O2 when, in the World Cup when it, Brazil versus Germany was the first time they'd met yeah, which seems the so two weird. most successful nations yeah. oh the, well the, the English Italy thing just to go back to it for a second they need Gerard and Parker needs to do exactly what they did against France yeah. hold that line and as you mentioned Marcus at the time know when to step out of line and nick the ball and if they do that and yeah. use it properly they've got every chance because Italy have got game winning players but they're not brilliant mm. they're not a brilliant exactly Italy. I mean I don't want to completely write it Italy off uh, to England off there because I think this is as winnable as any game against one of the sort of major previous you know World Cup or you know trophy winning teams is going to be it's about England wouldn't have won a knockout game in normal time since Belgium 90 uh, sorry since uh, yes yeah, Belgium 90 right Oh, Cameroon, Cameroon, Cameroon 90 yeah. in the quarter final. Yeah. Since then, they've not won a knockout game, have they? In normal time. Oh, Denmark. Denmark, Denmark yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, so they're, but their record isn't brilliant. But no, Ecuador 06. <laughs> Bloody hell. They <laughs> win every knockout game. It's easy. It's easy. No, but against what I mean is against a top team, like a, a, a traditionally top yeah, team. A team that's yeah. won a trophy before, I yeah. think is the way you would, you would judge yeah, that. Yeah, so it would be Denmark. If you, if you're, that's the thing about the World Cup. That's a great example of the difference between the World Cup and the Euros. Yeah, 2002, Denmark in the second round. Mm. Uh, 2006, Ecuador in the second round. First knockout game in the Euros, Italy. Mm. Yeah. No, that's but, the but for me, though, England are um, the most organised I've seen a slightly dull England side in a long time. Very true. So it's just <laughs> an organised dull side. But, but it's good. I didn't know that against Ukraine, that's the problem. Yeah. When Ukraine, they knew that to win. But against France, I, I just think sometimes like, we raise our game a little bit. We raise our game against Spain true. in the friendly, uh, you know. I mean, you know, is yeah. there an argument there that, that Rooney coming back? Everyone would have been almost waiting for that to happen, and and he, and he does come back, and everyone's, th- well, what's he going to be like, and all the rest of it. It was it was a bit disappointing, and and from there you think, right, okay, that's more the shape in the side, and let's take that, you know, and move well, on. Well, Gerard talked the, about it the was, momentum. It was all about the battle for fitness for, in that Ukraine game. It, what I would have said at half time to Wayne Rooney is just run just run around drag people all over the place don't worry about getting the ball so much mm-hmm. we'll deal you know this yeah. is just all about you getting fit and it's all about creating space for other players because yeah. he wasn't match fit he was he didn't deserve the ball the way that he was playing and it was just it, it, I would have just had him just running left running yeah. right and just moving defenders around and just mm. jumbling up a bit and if if he's still in that sort of um, position if he's still in that sort of condition come uh, Italy I think that's what and if we definitely have to play at Wayne Rooney let them concentrate on Wayne Rooney and, and, and just but make him run and up down the line the Rooney question is that Hodgson seems, seems to have developed Touchwood so far a very good team spirit among the camp because yeah. he's treating everyone equally so he's saying Ashley Young your plan but you've got to do this role yeah. and Ashley, well, if Ashley Young's got a bit of an ego on him it's tough he's saying to Gerard, you've got to be disciplined he needs to apply that same rule to Rooney yeah. if, you, if you've got an hour Gone in the English league game and Rooney's still massively off the pitch. You've got to take him off. Yeah, That's right. because they've done well enough without him. The, the, the trouble is with England. I mean, Ashley Young's not really done it at the tournament so far. You know, who do England play in that position behind? Um, we presume Danny Welbeck. Would you then bring on Jordan Henderson, slot him by uh, well, Parker, fl- and put Gerrard in that? In that kind nah, of you flick on, you flick um, no. Andy Carroll and put Paul Welbeck back. Okay, yeah. it's what you've got to do. Welbeck. Well, there's, there's options there though, and there, there are options that have worked for us so far. And could we take a moment? moment to appreciate as well that England was so you know there was no expectation on it as everyone said time and time again yeah. but w- w- you know people were saying we wouldn't get through the group we did get through the group Topped and it's it. brilliant Seven it points. is brilliant textbook England England. In it. England. it's just great <laughs> it's just it's so enjoyable can you hear me Harry Redknapp uh, well, <laughs> sat around your pants eating what's it's in front of Sky Sports News <laughs> no job probably signing on <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's entitled to it yeah, yeah. Um, last tweet from uh, tax, tax break, uh, Joe Stevenson he says if Italy um, were to knock England out how would you rate the 
England's tournament as a whole. I think the quarter final is the realistic par. Yeah. For, for what, given what they had going into the tournament and the management change around and the personnel and that sort of stuff, I think quarter final is par. I mean, England are ranked probably well too high for for, for what is realistic mm. in the FIFA mm. rankings. Top eight in, in Europe, and that's okay for now. Yeah. You got to look at it longer term. And, and, and which really Hudson said before the tournament. Yeah. And the other, but the other thing is, it's so sort of you look, think of it long term. It's a little bit soldier strong because no way. In the Europe, there's no way England would win a World Cup in Brazil. That's a, that's ridiculous. Brazil, yeah. we've got to be such short favourites for that at home. And yeah. you look at some of the other South American teams. So realistically, 2016 is a chance I've got any chance I've got to make a real impression on the tournament, in my view. Mm. So you've got to play ultra long game, which is traditionally we're not that good at doing in this country. But I think all finals okay, isn't it? A good a good performance in an Italy match. I'd, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that in the slightest. No, same like a, really. a, yeah. a, 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 um you know, an attacking performance, I think. But it gets you wondering, you can't help but think, because if England do get through against Italy, and you play Germany in the semi, you, you play Germany in the semi, <laughs> if, so you, you think, well, that's all right. It's completely different, because we're not going to be, we're so up for it, we can do it. We're going to be like, well, we're, we're happy with how far we've gone. I don't know. I think, <laughs> no, no, if it, it, to the bonus, oh, I think, we're just here for the sing-song. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, it, yeah. <laughs> if it did come to that, though, you would be like, Oh come on, boys! Come on! Oh, this man. is our one chance. This to get time in next a week, I'll be completely different. Don't yeah. Worry about it. yeah. Wait, don't be silly. Greece yeah. in the final. <laughs> Greece in the final. Silly. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, easy. Um, Greece Spain final for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> easy. And another Greek win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm backing them. Yeah. Marvelous. Well, that's it um, for this time. Uh, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and the very active website, thefootballramble.com, has got lots of things happening. Yes, it has. Um, we're back after the quarterfinals, aren't we? We are. Yeah, yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that. See ya. See Bye. You. Oh. And don't worry, here's the money. Yeah, yeah, Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> uh, goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. See you later, gang. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.